just want to be with you. We just want to be with you.
And we put one more in there that y'all got to sing with. But it's a little bit fast for us. But it's a great song anyway. But y'all got to sing. That's all. Okay. okay. Let's 
for no reason that he shed his blood. Sleeves, he ain't putting on the reds. Awesome it's thunder and lightning footsteps. Come on. God awesome God. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close. You better be believing that our God is an awesome God. One more time. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. God is an awesome God. When the sky was starless in the void of the night, our God is an awesome God. Spoke into the darkness, created the light. Our God is an awesome God. Judgment and wrath He poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross A hope we're not too quickly forgotten That our God is an awesome God Come on! Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above with wisdom Our Come on, just the times, here we go Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above with wisdom Power and love our Come on, do it again! One more time. Y'all ready? Here we go, everybody. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Right here. Our God is an awesome God. Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. I'll look at somebody this morning and tell them, my God is an awesome God. Even if Pastor Rich can't sing the words because it's way too fast to sing and play. <sighs> Come on, tell somebody. You turn lights on, guys. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated this morning. Whew. Whew. Yeah, we slowed it down a little bit in practice, but by the time we did it there, we added back about 20. In practice, I could pull it off. <sighs> Hallelujah. Hey, we just had to do it, man. It was fun. Come on, can we have fun in church? Come on, man. The joy of the Lord. All right, where's our kids? Y'all go ahead. Come on, where's our kiddos? We got space in the back for our kids. We got our tables separated, mom and dad, if you want them to go back there. Oscar, it's good to see you, man. He's been gone for a little while driving the roads in that big old truck. I'm not going to ask him if he hit anything. Don't just don't, plausible deniability, brother. Don't worry about it. Just don't leave no scratches. What's up, man? You're the little brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to need some stands down here. Whew. Man, that was fun. Listen, I, you know, Pastor Donnie, the, the, the biggest struggle I have is that I'll sing my voice out every service. <laughs> I get up here and preach like this, but I don't care. I just love to worship Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Man, listen, it's, it's great again to have former pastors here. And um, I know Sister Veronica, she never liked to be called pastor. I'm trying. Air conditions are running, guys. I'm just, you know, I'm sweating too. But uh, it's just great to have you guys here again with us. And uh, listen, just minister to us today and just pour out your heart. Bring the word. I printed your notes, so I know you got notes. Yeah, don't forget your water. And uh, listen, just come up here and have your way in the Lord. Amen. Come on, y'all stand up and give him a, a greeting for me this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, don't you love your pastor? Give a big hand clap for your pastor. Amen. It's good to be here. What an honor to be here today, you know. Uh, God is awesome. And, you know, I know a lot of times we see situations where we're thinking, God, what is going on? What in the world is happening? But I want you to know God's high and lifted up. He's still on the throne. God's not surprised. Did you know God's not surprised by the coronavirus? God was like, whoa, what just happened? You know, what, what just happened? How'd that break out? I, didn't, I wasn't planning on that. Nothing surprises God. Nothing surprises God. So won't you know God's still in control even if you feel out of control. <laughs> He's still in control even when you're out of control. And that's good news. That's good news. If you, um, if you have your Bible, look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith... As a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, say nothing, will be impossible for you. Well, Pastor, you know, Donnie, I, I mean, some things are impossible. Oh, well, let me, this is, this is King James, New King James. This is in the red. You know, if it's in the red, Jesus said it, right? It's in the red. And let me see what Jesus said. I know, I know you say, well, there's some things that's, you know, you, you can't just expect everything to be. I mean, you, there's got to be some things, some limitations to you. Let's see. And he says, if you say to the mountain, move from here to there, I, and it will move, and it will move, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Wow. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we come today. Thank you for the worship we've had. Thank you for the people that are here today. Lord, I thank you that your word is anointed and appointed for today. Thank you for anointing me and appointing me today to speak. And thank you for anointing the people to receive. So today, may we open up our hearts to receive what you have to say, Holy Spirit, and let it transform our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you today about it's the smallest things that makes the biggest difference in your life. It's the smallest things that will make the biggest difference in your life. You heard your pastor refer to uh, just a saying I've said I don't know how many years, but I'll, I just come up. I like coming up with little catchy phrases because it, it reminds me. Some of you, you're, you're much smarter than me, so you don't have to have these catchy phrases. But for me, I just like having catchy phrases. And one of them was, is that if it won't meet the need, it must be the seed. And what do you do with seeds? You plant them. So I always said, you know what, if I, if I need, if my electric bill was $200 and I only had $100, how many knows that wouldn't meet the need? So then I said, well, if it won't meet the need, because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches, and undoubtedly I don't have enough, I got more needs and I've got seeds, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plant this one. 
and I'm going to let God meet the need. So if it won't meet the need, it must be the seed, and so I would just plant it. I was preaching in Amory, Mississippi. This was back early in my ministry. I started preaching in March of 89, and it was probably in 89, maybe 90, 91. I was preaching in Amory, Mississippi, and I was talking about faith that night, and I was proclaiming how God can do the supernatural. That nothing was impossible for him, and, and I was just proclaiming that. And, and as a minister, declaring those problems. Even, I want you to know, even when you are facing opposition, the word still is the word. It has nothing to do with you. And so I was there preaching that night about God can do the impossible. And, and after the end of the service, we had a prayer meeting, and there, uh, an, an elderly lady come up, and she was a widow. Her husband had passed away about maybe three or four months ago and prior to this meeting. And she come up, and, or I mean a year ago, I'm sorry, about a year prior to this meeting. And she come up, and she said, uh, uh, you know, I, I heard what you said, and, and I want to release my faith, and I want you to pray with me. And I said, okay, what do you want me to pray? She said, I need a financial breakthrough. And she says, the Lord is my witness. She dug in her purse and got every penny. She had a handful of change. And she said, this is everything I got. It won't meet the need. It must be the seed. She said, the Lord is my witness is everything I got. And I want you to pray with me. I want to sow this seed. And I want you to pray with me. I said, well, what, what do you want, how do you want God to? She said, I have bill collectors because my husband, his medical bills were so high. They are calling me night and day, and they won't leave me alone, threatening to take stuff away from me, my home, the only thing I got. And she said, I need a breakthrough. I said, all right, well, let's pray. She sowed that seed. She put it in my hand, and I said, Lord, this is all the seed that she's got. And I said, if it won't meet the need, it must be the seed. So what do you do? You plant them. I prayed with her, and I, I went on and and started preaching. I was evangelized, preached at other places and ministered at other places. And I don't know how long had lapsed, six months or so. And I was invited back to preach at that church again. I come back and that little lady come up grinning, smiling. She hugged me. She said, you ain't going to believe what happened. Well, just tell me. That'll help me believe. Amen. She said, you ain't going to believe what just happened. I said, well, what just happened? She said, well, she said, you know, after you prayed with me and I sowed that seed, she said, that week, she said, I used to get phone calls seven 24-7 almost. They just call me all the time. And she said, uh, all of a sudden, they quit calling me. And I said, well, what happened? She said, a week went by, another week went by, and they quit calling me. She said, so I called them. Because <laughs> she said it was scaring me. I thought they're up to something. They quit calling me, so they're, they're going to come and get it. So they're, they're done with calling. She said, so I called them. I said, what did you? She said, I called them. And they said, well, ma'am, we don't understand. She said, what we show on our computer that is paid in full. I don't know how that works. I, I don't know. I don't. You can figure it out if you want to. I just know if it, the, God does takes the smallest things and does the biggest things in your life. And I want you to know, don't underestimate the small things that you do in life. I remember when I moved in, uh, to Beaumont, Texas in 1998 and began to start up the ministry at a church. And I was on the side of a, a, just a, a four-lane highway and an old building, an old Tupperware building, green. And, uh, you know, and so we're, we're in this old building renting it and, and just wanting to get the gospel out. And, and so one day the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, you know, I want you to do something. And this is my first point. The first point is if you want to see big things in your life is that use the thoughts that God puts in your head. 
there'll be a thought that'll come to your mind. And what he gives you a thought. It may sound funny. It may sound ridiculous, but do it anyway. So I was praying. I said, God, how do you want me to reach people in this area? I'm, I'm not from Texas. And, and I said, how do you want me to reach people in this area? So the Lord said, I want you to do something. He said, I want you to get a cross, and I want you to paint it white. And I just want you to dig a hole, stick it out in the front of the building. Cross, okay, I can get that. That's cool. I don't have a problem with crosses. I like it. That's a beautiful cross there. I, I, I don't have a problem with cross. Paint it white. Stick it right out front. Put anything on it. No, just put a white cross out there. So I went and got me some old timber, you know, those uh, that you put around your garden, you know, just that old four. I, I just got it. Yeah, landscaping timber. Paint it white. Put it up. Stuck it in the hole. Didn't think no, you know, okay. That Sunday, there was a young man came to my church. He said, hey, I noticed your white cross out in your front of your church. And I'm looking for uh, a place for me and my family, me and my wife to go to church. I said, oh, okay. So he, he starts coming at church, and gets, they get their, get committed in church, start serving the Lord, start being faithful. And God starts using them in music and worship and doing with youth. And then all of a sudden, God starts using them to, to preach at other places. And all of a sudden, God calls them into Louisiana and working with youth, and then all of a sudden God calls them to be a pastor, and all of a sudden God calls them to be a presbyter. That young man says right here, his name is Richard Newman. A white, there's a Wednesday he come. There's a white cross. Who would have thought that God would use a white cross to get this man to you today? It's the smallest things. That makes the biggest difference. He tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according, according to the power that works within us. The ability for God to do great things inside of you is that he said he would do exceedingly. I like that. If God just stopped there. Abundantly. So now you got exceedingly. Abundantly. And then he says, I know what? I'm going to go above that. I'm going to go above that. I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly above, look at this, all that you could ask or think. Now, I don't know about you, but I can do a lot of asking. I can do a lot of thinking. Amen. He said, but I'll do. But you know what I found in my life? Many times I'm reluctant to ask because we've been taught that asking means that you're weak. But I'm going to tell you what. There's The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And, and he says that if you will ask, you shall receive. And so we've got to learn how to ask and we got to learn how to dare to believe because he will do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ask or think according, but it's according, it's according with the power that's working within you. So if you're not getting everything you're asking and believing for, find out what's working within you. There's something small inside of you that needs to grow. And so here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says this, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things, if it's a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Boy, that'll rule out. You won't be able to watch the news if you think on all that stuff. You have to cut the news off. It's hard to think on all those things I just read <laughs> and watch the media, huh? 
You got to think on these things. You got to think on these things. You got to think on these things. As a man thinketh, so is he. You think on these things. You think the Bible says, "Be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind." You transform yourself by renewing your mind. You got to get rid of your stinking thinking. And if you want to experience what God wants to do in your life, you got to begin to renew your mind and allow the Spirit of God to inhabit you to where He changes the way you think. And one thought, one thought. You are one thought away from your greatest miracle happening today. You are one thought away from God doing something supernatural in your life. All you have to need is one thought. There was a lady, uh, she was, uh, she'd lost her job, her husband, she was in divorce, her husband left her, and she, it was Christmas time, she didn't have any money, she didn't know what to do, and, and she was crying, praying out to God, God, I, I need a breakthrough, I need you to take care of me, and, and so she was looking around, she goes, you know, God, it just makes me feel good as a child, I always remember Grandma lighting little candles for Christmas time and putting them around the fireplace, she said, I'd like to you know, get a little candle and put it, and then she was lighting some candles, and they would melt, and she goes, you know it would be neat if you had a little candle that didn't melt? Just a thought. So she invent, she got to thinking, she said, you know what? What if they made a little light that looks like a flickering, a little bulb, light bulb that flickers like a fire, and a little lamp you could put, and it wouldn't burn out, wouldn't melt. So she said, I'll go to the store and see if I can find one. She went to the store, couldn't find one. Went to the store, couldn't find one. Trying to search, couldn't find one. All of a sudden, guess what? She came up with this little invention of these little candles that are made out like lights. And you probably know the rest of the story. She sold a lot of them. Amen. One thought can transform your situation. You are one thought away from being able to pay your house off. You're one thought away from being able to break through. You're one thought away from being able to transform your family member. You're one thought away from being able to transform your life. All you got to do is have a thought from God. And all you've got to do, listen, I'm going to tell you what, God is speaking to us all the time, but we've got so many other voices that are talking to us. We don't know if it's God, me, or the devil, or, you know, we don't know when it's God speaking to us because our minds is a battlefield. Where did Jesus get crucified at? It was called Golgotha, what? The place called the skull. He got crucified at Golgotha, the place called the skull that's where your battles are they're at the place called the skull that's where you got to crucify the flesh it's the place called the skull it's dear Galgotha's right here and if you will win right here you will have a resurrection experience if you'll win right here and crucify that thing you'll have a resurrection experience you are one thought away from God doing the supernatural in your life too many times I've seen, I've heard people say things, and, and I'm like, why are you even saying it? If you don't want what you're saying, don't say it. Speak the things of God that can transform your life. Listen, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God had to correct them because so many times we think God has a negative thought about us. We think God's mad at us, upset at us, wants to destroy us. But God so loved us that he sent his son that whosoever would call on him will be saved. We serve a God that thinks about us and loves us us and cares for us you got to change your stinking thinking look at your neighbor and say you better change your stinking thinking amen you better change it you better change it you better change it it's time it's time it's time it's you're one thought away from the supernatural happening one thought away so we have to learn that if we're going to, it's the smallest thing, so the smallest thought can transform your life. It's the small, everything you're seeing, there's a thought for it. Somebody thought up a chair. Can you believe that? I mean, somebody thought up. Now listen, how hard is this? Somebody thought up a paper clip. Come on. I mean, every office has got a paper clip. 
I mean, could you imagine some guy like, I wish I had something to hold this paper together. Or maybe a woman invented it. Probably a woman, you know. She's a lot smarter. I wonder how you put it. And so they say, I wonder. So they're fooling around. Now, it had to be a man because they're always messing with stuff, twisting it up. Amen. They're like, wonder what, hey, what if I just twist this around? Hey, that'll hold my paper. I mean, what thought of a trash can? I mean, just a different thing, just a simple thought. Man, when they had the thought of bottled water, they laughed at him and said, that'll never work. Nobody won't buy it. Water's free. There ain't nobody going to buy no bottled water. Laughed him out when he said, I'm going to sell water. There was a young man that was in college, and they asked him to come up with an assignment about doing something that would touch the world. And he come up, he says, you know what? That young man says, he stood up and he did a report. He says, I think I'm going to invent that you can get mail anywhere in the world within 24 hours. And the professor laughed at him, said, you're crazy. There's no way you can get mail around the world in 24 hours. You may know that young man. He started FedEx. Amen. Too many times we find ourselves being mocked at, ridiculed, and we reject the very thought that God gives us because others will not embrace it. Don't you rob yourself, and don't you let anybody else rob you when God gives you a God thought. A God thought can transform your life and immediately change your life. I don't know. Uh, y'all probably familiar. Uh, Charles Greenaway. I mean, y'all remember, he's a great missionary for the Assemblies of God, Charles Greenaway. He's done passed away. It's been years ago. Charles Greenaway, he was like the Apostle Paul to missionaries. Charles Greenaway, and he, he served on Jimmy Swaggart's mission board for many years. Great man of God. Charles Greenaway, when he was young, didn't have any money, and him and his uh, friend, they didn't have any money, and they was thinking, they was praying on a riverbank, didn't have no money, but wanted to reach the world for missions. And they kept praying on the side of the bank. And as they was praying on the side of the bank, they heard this big old truck come by. They was praying, God, give us a way to get wealth into our hand that we may touch the world. And as they were praying, they heard this big old truck coming. This was in the early 1940s, I guess, or so. And this, they noticed this truck was going to dump. And for whatever reason, they had the thought, follow it. Thought, follow it. So they get a thought, and they go following it, and they follow this truck to the dump, and they notice they're dumping out, and they was dumping all these carburetors out back, way back then. When, they, when the carburetor went bad, they'd just take it off and put another one on because they didn't have a rebuild kit. So this guy was looking at this carburetor, and he said, what are y'all doing? He said, oh, we have tons of these. We dump them all the time. They come from all over, you know. We just dump them out here just, you know. And he's looking at him. He goes, can I have them? He said, well, they're trash. You can have them. He took one. He got to looking at it, and God gave him a thought. What if you rebuilt it and resold it? Guess what they do nowadays? They rebuild carburetors. Carburetor kit. There you go. Begin to make millions. One thought. One thought. You're one thought away. God can do the biggest things with the smallest things in your life if you'll let him. The second thing is, if you want to know this, is that also use what God speaks into your heart. A lot of times we'll hear a lot of thoughts in our head, but very few times do we hear really what he's saying to our heart. Now, we know how simple this is because how many knows that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got to do what? you got to believe in your what? Heart. So we know that God speaks to the heart, so you got to believe in your heart. And he says that, and so when we begin to believe in our heart and embrace it, as your pastor read the scripture earlier, he said, uh, one of your quotes, that he said, you must love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. 